Hey guys, so this week there's a little bit of an audio issue on Larry's and didn't actually catch it until I was basically editing this and putting it out. So I've made it somewhat listenable, but it is still pretty harsh. Um, there's like a k- cricket noise basically the whole way through. Everything's just really blown out, but I did do my best to kind of bring it back down to a level and try to clear out most of the noise stuff. Um but yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy it and uh, talk to you guys next week. episode of the Here's Johnny podcast. I am Larry. I am Justin. Uh, so apparently people thought we came at uh, Marcus pretty hard last week. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could definitely... I thought like we were nice. <laughs> oh. I was actually surprised that he... Like, all things considered, I didn't think we were mean. We kept caveating it that Marcus played this game as a kid and this wasn't his first choice. I, I think we were nice to Marcus. I don't think we were nice to... The game, okay. but I think well, it the game deserves, deserves it. As long as, <laughs> yeah. as, long as we were mean yeah. to Marcus. No, I don't think so. Matters. And if, um, if we were, I mean, I'm sorry, Marcus, we didn't mean to be mean, mean to you. Yeah, we were not trying to be mean <laughs> to you. We like you. Uh, so, right now for the episode, yeah. we have a game review from the uh, one of our patrons. He also writes for us over on the com website. Uh, Seagram, he actually played and reviewed a game for us. He sent us an audio clip. We're going to do a little catch-up. Uh, we're going to be reviewing Candyman. Just came out last weekend. Yes, it did. Very excited. Justin and I restricted ourselves from talking about it as much as possible, which has been hard. But before it was hard. Yeah. But before all that, Justin, I sent you a link right there. Okay. Oh, have I've you watched this trailer? Oh yet? yeah, I've seen the trailer a couple times. It was actually and you before... know who directs it. Yeah, it was actually before uh, we actually saw it before Candyman as well. Okay, so I saw it. So, podcast, right? I sent Justin a trailer for Last Night in Soho. Yeah. Uh, I had been following this for a while because I like Thomas and McKenzie and I like Anna Taylor Joy. And then I found out Edgar Wright's the director for those that's Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Like that. It's him. Uh, I was very intrigued and I kind of forgot about it with everything going on in the world. And. I saw the trailer for it again, and it's even being billed as a horror movie. It comes out at the end of October, and I wanted to know what you would think about reviewing that as a Patreon exclusive review. Uh, when does it come out? Because I am getting married. At we the will end of do October. it after your wedding. Okay. Uh, when does it come out? <laughs> the twenty fifth of October. Oh, I could actually potentially go see it on my honeymoon. So maybe, maybe. Well, we'll talk. <laughs> I just. I just for, I totally forgot about that movie yeah. when I played before Candyman. It was just, it was awesome. Like I guess like I, I, it had totally slipped my mind. Man, it looks like I feel like in Hollywood today, so many movies are like just rehashes of things we've already seen or stories we've already heard. And obviously, they all kind of go back to a central story, the hero's journey, or whatever, right? So when there looks to be something a little bit different. I'm very intrigued by it, and I like Edgar Wright too. Yeah. So, 
Okay, we'll come back to that. I'm happy you have kept that in your radar. Oh yeah, I, I've ever I, I watched the trailer a couple months ago actually, and I I mean I always mm-hmm. intended to watch it, so we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, it is the colors and the music and it just and if yeah. So all right, table that. I appreciate it. So yeah, go watch that show, guys. Last night in Soho, if you haven't seen it yet, looks very cool. Yeah. Very creepy. Very uh, almost Suspiria. Old, yeah. Suspiria, see that that that's Suspiria. the vibes I got as well. Was like, yes, yeah. Okay, all right, well, cool. Um, so it's been less than a week since we recorded last. Yeah. Uh, but what's been new with you? How you been? Um, I'm okay. So obviously, uh, well, not obviously, but uh, we played some Alien Fire Team with Rachel. Um, yeah. That was just a couple days ago, and then I've been playing Final Fantasy fourteen again. Okay. St- still loving it. Still some of the best music in a Final Fantasy game. Um, I am actually pushing for some of it to be in my wedding, but it is, like, beautiful. There are songs that make me want to cry instantly by listening to them. Uh, I got some Final Fantasy and video game music songs in our wedding when the crowd was, like, sitting. Like, before we were walking on anything. Oh, okay. okay. And then they played to Xanarkand when the wedding party came out, including me. Oh, see, I think we're going with... uh, So, Michelle and I met uh, through Guitar Hero Metallica. Uh, So, so Metallica is, like, a very big part of us. Um, So, I think Mm -hmm. the wedding party is going down to the Unforgiven, uh, like, the start. And... uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say what our first dance is, so I'm not going to, just to not get okay. myself in trouble. Um, uh, 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 oh, yes. Uh, I'm very curious. It's Metallica. It is. It, it is. I'll, I'll tell you yeah. after. Um, I've watched a bunch of Marvel stuff randomly. Uh, yeah, that's what you said. I was surprised to hear that. Um, I, yeah, so I watched Far From Home. I watched Endgame. I watched through WandaVision. And I watched the first episode of Loki last night, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to skip uh, Winter Soldier and the Falcon. I've just been told that that is okay to skip if I want to. So, I think I talked, I'm not sure if I talked about it on here. I know I talked about it with Rachel in particular. So that's why I, I don't know if it was on one of the episodes where I crossed over with her. But... There was a lot of potential there yeah. for it, and it got bogged down in the middle for no real reason, and, and then it just kind of did what we expected it to do. So it, 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 it flirted with some very interesting concepts and then just missed the mark. That's kind of what I figured would happen, uh, so we just kind of skipped that. Because we're, we're both not yeah. really interested. It sucks, but yeah. But uh, other than that, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I think that's all I did. Uh, what about okay. you? Uh, so when it comes to games, very easy. Destiny 2. That's I it. Figured. Um, I figured. <laughs> not so much because it's like I'm playing an ass load of it. More because I started classes. Yep. Um. It's a lot. The accounting class is hard. I had to tell Devin that uh, I shouldn't have made fun of her and made jokes about how it's just a bunch of numbers and figuring because it's a lot more than that. Uh, I have homework due every single night 
Um, but basically, I'm taking each chapter as like three assignments, and I'm like doing them together. And like Devin's going over and reviewing with me. Um, my first test in that class is the, not uh, this coming Monday, but the Monday after. Okay. Kind of nervous about that. Uh, it's all online. I haven't got really any details about it yet. I'm hoping it's like open book, open notes, because then they'll be okay. But I have no idea what it's going to be like. Um, movies and TV. I've, I'm very slowly making my way through Dragon Ball okay. with your Funimation. I think I'm like episode like 20-something of the original Dragon Ball. They're in like the first tournament where Master Yoshi is like pretending to be a fighter yeah, or whatever. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, still a lot of very interesting... <laughs> That's one way to put it. <laughs> uh, things that have happened in there. Um, but yeah, basically the biggest thing for me is school. School's a whole lot. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's a whole lot. And then want to say thank you to everybody who reached out about Dante at last week's episode. I do really appreciate it. Um, and then an update. Uh, we took him to the vet uh, this Monday, just a couple days ago now. And uh, no blood transfusion. His numbers not only held, they went up. So we take him back in a week from yesterday, so Tuesday, the day after the episode comes out. Yeah. And as long as his numbers are maintaining or continuing to climb, we're actually going to start weaning him off of some of the more aggressive uh, drugs. So. Oh, that's good. It does feel like, and he's starting to get back to his more normal self. He still can't. He still isn't able to jump like he used to be, like a, quite a like a hopper. Like he'd hop on all the furniture and everything. Um, but because of some of these like immunosuppressants, that are kind of making his muscles a little weaker. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's starting to get back more to normal. That's so good. That's good. Yeah. It's been a very scary time, but it seems like. There's maybe like, we're on the back end of it. There's light. You can see the light, basically. Yes. Yeah, yes. that's good. That's um, good. Yeah, so that's kind of all that I have. Like I said, Destiny and no one wants to hear me talk about grinding out uh, daily quests to get my light level up. Light level up. Um, yeah. So if you have nothing else, Justin, we can go ahead and get into Matt's. So what is the name of the game that he reviewed for us? So it's uh, Observer. I actually did the PS5 version, but we were offered the PS4 version as well. Uh, okay. So I asked Matt if he wanted to do it, and he did. So I'm just going to go ahead and play his thoughts right Perfect. Let him take it away. Now. Hey, guys. Coming at you with a quick rundown on Observer System Redux. It's an expanded version of the original Observer, which came out around 2017. Uh, I got to play the PS4 version, which dropped on the PSN store uh, around July of this year. Um, pretty cool game psychological horror you're playing as an observer which is this type of detective that can hack into people's brains to interrogate them and and learn more information for this massive corporation that basically runs everything really strong blade runner vibes apparently it's heavily inspired by that um the gameplay is really cool a lot of the world building actually occurs through conversations with npcs um you're just kind of thrown into it and then you also learn a lot obviously through hacking into people and and viewing their memories and you're you know trying to solve this mystery surrounding your son uh the main character is voiced by Rutger Hauer. He has a really great voice, and you get to hear a lot of it, so it's it's good that he has a, a great voice. few minor performance issues on the PS4 version. 
Um, you know, I had some stutters during the opening cinematic and during some of the gameplay, but overall, I really enjoyed the game, and I'd like to get some more time with it. Uh, I played a few hours. I, you know, talked to a lot of NPCs, learning about the world, you know, finding clues, things like that. And um, I also spent probably a little too much time playing this little puzzle mini game that you can unlock on one of the computers. But uh, overall, really cool game. I definitely recommend it, but I would maybe get it on like a next gen console like PS5 or Series X uh, or, or a computer so you can get the full performance out of it without any stutter. So thank you guys for letting me review this game. I really appreciate it. I uh, hope everyone enjoys it. Man, I was as soon as he started talking, I was like, I haven't heard his voice in so long because all he plays is the hunt, yep, or hunt or whatever it is. Hunt and showdown, all he yeah. Plays <laughs> is destiny, and man, for a while there, we were playing Dead by Daylight two or three times a week. I haven't heard his voice in so long, so I guess the first thing I want to say is, Matt, man, it was it was good to hear your voice, and maybe we should uh, take some time to play some deeds together again. Um, he does such a great job reviewing. Yeah. Obviously, he wrote a lot of reviews and films over for us over on uh, Here'sJohnny.com. Make sure you go check those out. But, yeah, are you kind of in the same boat as he is? Like, do you think – did you have the same experiences playing it on PS5? I mean, I didn't I didn't have the performance issues. That's what uh, I meant, yeah. But, uh, no, I mean, I, I genuinely thought it was – it was kind of one of those games that the further away it is, so, like, the, the more – after I played – while I played it, I wasn't – hugely into it but afterwards looking back on it i was more positive towards it so, so one of those death stranding deadly premonition type games yeah i didn't like death stranding though so i'm telling you dude there's a very thank god for my schooling because there's a very sick part of me that's intrigued by the director's cut very sick that is correct very sick <laughs> part <laughs> all right well cool um so, Justin, for yourself, since you reviewed it too, is this a game that you think people should pick up right away? Uh, on sale. Uh, sit on? Sale. Uh, uh, absolutely okay. on sale, yeah. I, I don't think it's a dive right in kind of thing. Okay, well, perfect. Well, Matt, once again, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Yes. Justin was going to give it to me, but uh, this was even before the Donate stuff, and I was busy, so <laughs> God only knows where my mind's at right now. So, thank you so much for that. Thank you to... We want to say thank you to Evolve PR for hooking up Justin and Matt with a copy of this game. We really appreciate it. Um, it still blows my mind to this day that people let us get game codes and review them or even see movies early like Shutter lets us do. So, yeah, it's super cool. And obviously, thank you to Matt for taking time out to not only play and review, but to send us an audio clip. It was great. Yeah, we appreciate um, it. Thank you. My joke and Matt, let's, let's cross over sometime. Let's take a, a night away from our main games and dally in the dark of thieves right justin i mean i don't like <laughs> i don't like making it creepy i appreciate <laughs> <Yeah>. you <laughs> all right so on that happy note we have a review of Candyman to get to uh stick around we will let you know when spoilers begin That's it. That's all okay. I had. Yeah, uh, it was very... <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> it was... I was going to tell you this. You say my name, say my name. So that was that was perfect. It was very hard to uh, find some music for this. <laughs> <laughs> so Candyman is a 2021, obviously came out last week, yep. supernatural slasher film directed by Nia DaCosta. 
This is her first big movie. She had a smaller movie called um, Little Woods that came out. Uh, it starred Tessa Thompson, and it got her a lot of praise, which kind of led her to this. And her next movie is actually a sequel to Captain Marvel. Interesting. Okay. I, I, I um, like the, like, obviously the sequel to Captain Marvel is going to be a lot different than Candyman, so it'll, it'll, that's mm-hmm. definitely, like, an interesting jump. Yep, so Little Woods won the Nora Ephron Prize at Tribeca, which has kind of let, led um, the film's co-writer and producer, Jordan Peele, to approach Nia DaCosta to kind of helm this ship. that a spoiler? Absolutely. I definitely think it is. <laughs> okay, so hopefully Justin doesn't mind putting a big old beep. Uh, Larry already messed up. <laughs> <laughs> this is the fourth film in the Candyman uh, film series. Uh, it is, again, those are all based off of The Forbidden by Clive Barker. Um, this film stars Yaha Abdul-Mateen II. I hope I'm saying that right. The first time I saw him was actually in Watchmen. Who is he in Watchmen? He is... It's been over a couple years, so I'm just going to go ahead and say it. He is Dr. Manhattan. Okay. Interesting. Okay, I didn't know that. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's an amazing actor. He actually plays Black Manta in the Aquaman movies. Um, He was in Baywatch. I'm not sure if anybody else likes The Rock enough to have watched that apparently he's going to be in the new matrix movie um but he's a fantastic actor like a very 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 good actor he's our main protagonist his girlfriend in the film is played by tiana paris um she was in the independent film dear white people she was in spike lee's movie chirac um she's been in like empire and stuff and her uh, biggest role is probably in the academy nominated film if beale street could talk um she had a small role in the Captain Marvel movie, but not really her. It's Have you seen Captain Marvel? No, but I don't care. You can just tell me. Okay, she plays a little girl in Captain Marvel and WandaVision. She's the girl cop who gets sucked in and who's trying to help Wanda. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, yeah. I okay, didn't know so that. That's her. Yeah. Okay, 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 cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, we also have Coleman Domingo, who is a resident of Capri Green. Um, he was also in a field street could talk. He was in Zola. Have you seen, did you see that? This came out over the summer. Zola? No. Oh man. He, his, <laughs> okay. His role in that movie is very, 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 very hard to watch. Um, if anybody's seen Zola, you know what I'm talking about. We have Vanessa Williams, um, in this, this isn't a spoiler cause she was in the trailer. She was in the original Candyman. Yep. We'll talk more about that once we get past that. And I will save the other two since we aren't doing spoilers or anything right now. Um, it's very hard for I, me. I will say uh, that there is one person that stuck out immediately to me in this movie. Uh, and it's Who? actually, um, sorry, I'm just looking up his name. It's Nathan oh, Nathan Stewart uh, Jarrett. He was uh-huh. Troy Cartwright, uh, Brianna's brother. And it's because he's in the show uh, The Misfits or Mis- just Misfits. I don't know if you've ever seen that show. Nope. You should watch watch Miss. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I, he was on my list, but he's like he was further down on it, and I, for time's sake, I skipped over. Oh that yeah, one, no, yeah, okay. yeah. No, he. Uh, 
I, I can't I've talk. I've heard of that show I, before. I don't even know how. It's a British superhero show, but I can't say anymore, or else it kind of ruins the whole thing. Perfect. Premise. Okay, yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah, I'll yeah. check it out. So the plans for a new Candyman film were kind of kicking around back in the early 2000s with uh, the original director, Bernard Rose, wanting to make a prequel film about Candyman, uh, Tony Todd's very, very iconic character, and Helen, um, who was Virginia Madsen, like their 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 love. Okay. Uh, the studio said no, <laughs> and then the, this kind of got stuck in development hell, which always seems to happen. In 2018, Jordan Peele, coming off of the success of that time of Just Get Out and with Us, kind of in the pipelines, right? Uh, he signed on to produce a Candyman movie with Monkey Paul because he kind of had a script in mind. And I mentioned how after Tribeca, he went to Nia Costa and said she wanted to hold it. This was supposed to come out last June, but do it actually we reviewed a we did the original Candyman with Rachel and Mars over on their podcast. Yeah, um, and in way way back when this, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it got delayed. Yeah. Um, and when it came out, it was shot a bunch of twenty five million dollars, and it grossed thirty one million dollars at the box office, which seems small, but you take into effect the idea of COVID and hesitancy and restrictions on theater seating and everything not only is that number incredibly impressive but need Acosta made history i did i saw rachel's tweet about that actually it's very 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 cool she is the first black female director to have a film debut in the top spot in the u.s box office that is amazing i mean like it, it's and it like you mentioned it is kind of crazy because for example, the theater I go to is like a big chain theater, but uh, they have 72 seats. They can only sell 20 or 24 of those seats, mm-hmm. which kind of goes to show you like that's yeah, that's a lot. And the only movie that um, is by a black female director that outgrossed it was A Wrinkle in Time by Ava DuVernay. DuVernay, I'm going to try to say her last name, but I honestly think if COVID wasn't a factor, this would have. Oh, absolutely. I mean, even my dad, who never goes and sees horror movies in theaters, was, like, <laughs> questioning me on it. Like, he, yeah. So, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I agree with you. I, I did, he, I, sorry, I just happened to see in the uh, Wikipedia there when I was looking up uh, the other sure. actor's name that this was, uh, it, originally it was going to also be, like, a Candyman versus the Leprechaun movie. Oh, I didn't see like that. like not this version, but before this went into development, the original development, yeah. Which is just God damn. People have some really stupid ideas. <laughs> oh, I see what you're talking about. They they wanted to rival the success of Freddy versus Jason with a Candyman versus Leprechaun, <laughs> which would have been horrible. Good God, <laughs> God damn. Okay, so we are going to have our full review with all the spoilers included. Yeah. But Justin and I realized this isn't on video on demand right now. It's only in theaters with COVID, um, the rising Delta strain variant. Um, obviously, we have encouraged, especially last week when I cussed out people who don't get the vaccine. I still feel the same way. I'm just calmer now. <laughs> um, we don't want to ruin anything. And... We want, but we also want you to know like our basic breakdown, right? Yeah. See now, see when you can, or skip. So without doing anything like that, we're going to do that, and then we're going to get into the proper review. So I'll go first. Okay. 
I am floating in between because I'm taking into account like COVID and the rise of cases and everything, right? Okay. If you're vaccinated, I say go see us in theaters right now. Oh, absolutely. If for some reason like you were unable to get the vaccine because of health issues, or you're very concerned, or you're just or you have like other other underlying issues like like that, there's a part of you that says just kind of wait for it to be on video on demand. Um. I don't want to spoil anything because it gets anything I want to talk about will spoil it. So I can't talk about it. Yeah. I mean, I I would say go see it now, but obviously like if you don't feel comfortable, then don't put yourself in. Nothing's worth that. Exactly. Make you feel unsafe. But I mean, if you feel comfortable going to a movie theater, I would agree that you, I would go see this now. Yeah. Yeah. All right, perfect. Yeah. Let's get into the proper review. There's two other characters. We'll start with three. Vanessa Williams reprises her role yep. from the original movie. Remember, she was the mother who lived in Cabrini Green with a young baby who was being kidnapped to be sacrificed to Candyman. Because our main character is that baby. Which, I'm not going to lie, I did not put two and two together when I saw the trailers. Uh, Neither did I. Neither okay. did I. It, it, it caught me off guard. It absolutely caught me off guard. And on that same note, we get a lot of Virginia Madsen. She was uh, Helen Lyle in the original movie. She's yeah. not in this, but there's like some shadow puppet play. There is, uh, you froze. I want to stop talking to you about things. You're unfrozen now. Hello. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, there's like some shadow puppet play, like explaining her, like what happened to her movie, but it's, it's, it's actually tilted where she's the criminal, which is very interesting, I felt. Some recordings of her research and everything. Um, a couple of pictures. So she's never actually in it. Yes. But there is some, there's a lot of homage to her character and kind of where her character now sits in the mythos of Candyman. So you said three characters, but there's actually four returning characters. Okay, so the next one yeah. is Tony Todd. Yeah, and that's four. That's three. Vanessa Williams, Virginia Madison. Oh, I, I was counting the baby, right? Never mind. I see what you're oh, saying. Oh, okay, I, okay. okay, I see okay. what you're doing. The, the returning <laughs> actors and actresses. Okay, okay. Yeah, Tony Todd. <laughs> yeah. Uh, He's in it at the very end. Yeah. And he looks good. So I, I had a hunch that I saw him during something else, which I'm just going to talk about now, in the artist yeah. critic's uh, hallway when he's in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Um. I had a hunch, and I Googled it, and it turns out that that is him, actually, as well. Okay, cool. But he's just, like, heavily makeuped, and it's supposed to be his, like, original... Fully destroyed yeah. version. Yes. So, no season and plot summary. I just don't think it's conducive for a brand new movie, especially for something like this, because this is probably going to be where my... This is where my cons come in right here, Justin. Let me be very, very honest with you. Okay. I have no problem being a sequel. In fact, I think it's smart. I think it's very smart to tie it to the original and to show and to make the problems. Again, you listen to our review of it over on um, Scream Queens with Rachel and Mars. It tries to tackle some really heavy race stuff, but it kind of misses the boat. Like it, it touches on it. It has interesting threads to it, but it misses what could have been a very, very interesting discussion. Right. I, d- I don't know if I 100% agree on that, just uh, specifically surrounding, like, the very end and the discussion with the cop in the car. Uh, the original. Oh, Candyman. 
Oh, right. Okay. Sorry. I thought you were. Yeah. Okay. Yes. No, yes. no, no. Yes. About the original canyon. Oh, then the absolutely. Canyon. Yes. I mean, it was. Yes. 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 This one does a much better job. I think some might argue that maybe it's very nail on the head, but I was fine with it. I mean, I, I wouldn't. I knew this was a Jordan Peele written yes. horror film. I knew what I was getting. I mean, Nia Costa is a newer filmmaker, and Jordan Peele obviously is very good at kind of a little bit more subtlety, but even his movies are very much like in your face. I'm talking about race. Deal with it. Yeah, and, and honestly, I mean, I not only did it do a better job, but I, I think it was necessary to be like in your face. I mean, even the artist himself says like this is basically it just like brought into the forefront. Yes. Um, so Cabrini Green now, so I'll give, I'll give a, a very quick sum, summary of the plot, okay, right? Okay. So... Years after the events of the first film, our main character, Anthony, um, is living in Chicago with his girlfriend who owns an art house, um, and he's an up-and-coming artist, and he comes across this story of Helen Lyle uh, that's told by um, uh, Brianna, the, his girl, Anthony's girlfriend, yeah. um, her brother, the one he met, recognized from Misfits, and it really attracts Anthony to want to learn more. Uh, Cabrini Green, for the most part, no longer exists. It's been gentrified to hell, and there's high-rise buildings and fancy beer houses, and kind of just like the area I used to live at in Columbus, where it used to be the hood, and now it's chic and bougie, which is crazy because it hasn't been that long. Um, so he goes down there, and he meets this old man. And this old man tells him the story of the Candyman. Uh, this old man was featured at the very, very beginning of the movie, um, when he sees this guy crawl out of the wall with candy in his hand, offering it. And that kind of starts us on this, on the story, right? We have, we had a story of the new Candyman. Yep. Who was just a, a guy offering candy to kids, and he was accused of being a murderer by giving him razor blades. The cops killed him unjustly, and it wasn't him. So that's like the first story. And the second story is Anthony, like I mentioned, is the original baby from the first film. Yep. Who Candyman tried to sacrifice in the pyre. Yep. And who Helen Lyle saved. And he gets stung by a bee and his he starts to to kind of transform or transcend, however you want to say it. That gets us or gets me to my my issue with the plot. My issue with the plot is I don't know what it is that Nia DaCosta and Jordan Peele and the writing team were trying to say with this narrative. I don't know what you we have to give the idea that the Candyman story is repetitive, right? Yes. Like it, it's cyclical. It repeats. Um, but Anthony really gets sucked into this because of Cole, uh, William Burke, uh, the, the guy who lives in Cabrini Green proper yeah. still today. Yeah. Like he gets manipulated and lied to and trained and changed and drugged. And then gets his arm cut off and the hook put on, which leads to him being killed by the cops. Um, 
So part of me wonders if Nia DaCosta is like trying to put some blame on like the black community itself for like constantly creating these martyrs. And that has been the thing that I've been chewing on the most because like there's even um, a line earlier in the movie, I think it's between uh, the guy from the Misfits and Anthony, the main character, talking about how like they're taking advantage of the hood. Like, they're the rich people taking advantage of the hood without giving anything back. And so in a movie like this, which we both agree the social commentary is very nail on the head, it certainly seems to me like she's being critical of African Americans for perpetuating the violence. And I didn't know if you got that too, or if... So, uh, uh, I will say, and I've said before... For me, when I go see a movie, <laughs> I know I, know, I just I know. like I just I I sit. I mean, I mean that that eye needs to be brought over movies, but I I am not the one to bring that eye because I'm just like I like this movie. Like I'm sitting there trying, you know, I I'm looking. I'm not looking deeper past the plot. I'm just like looking at the plot how it is. If I like it, cool. I'm not like yeah, and, and that's why I'm saying like plot is the one area where my score is going to be lower, because I did, like, we'll get to the cinematography and the audio and how scary and stuff. That all is, you're going to find out, I like a lot. It's just, I don't know what narrative is trying to be driven, because I don't know where else to, because obviously cops are bad, committing this perpetual violence, yeah. and they keep having this Candyman reappear. It goes back all the way to the original Tony Todd's Candyman, but, constantly is just being reborn with more death in this ghetto created. Uh, I just, I just don't understand. I don't, I, I guess that's what I don't understand is like, I, I want some clarity and I have to try looking for interviews. I haven't seen anything yet. So if anybody has simply send them my way, if Nita Costa is trying to be critical of the black community for continuing to allow these martyrs to be made, um, but I don't know. Like that, that's like my biggest problem, and like I, because I, I think it's interesting to make it typical, like to make it so that Robitaille, the original Candyman, is like eternal. That his spirit will constantly keep creating these martyrs, and he will not allow himself to be for God, which is why he tells Brian at the very end to tell everyone about him. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. I don't know. That 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 was the thing that was kind of that's been bothering not bothering me. It's just I want more clarity and I have yet to find any of that. I know it's only been a week since it's come out. I know in particular Jordan Peele comes out usually about a month after release and like kind of choose choose the fat a little bit. Um and then if you if you ever have it, uh, the director in his um Blu-ray copy of Get Out and Us, he actually breaks down a lot of that stuff too, like some of the special features. But I haven't gotten that yet, <laughs> and, and that's fine. On a, but you're right. On a very basic level, this plot is good. It's not boring like the original Candyman, which we talked about in that review too. It's fast paced. It's gory. It's we'll get to the cinematography and audio and stuff, but that is very cool too. It is a much better ghost story than the original. Like so, uh, uh, right after I saw it, I went online and I was like, "Oh, I wonder what other people think about it." Yeah. And I saw people calling it like a slow burn, which 
Uh, <laughs> did they watch oh, it? Did they, they should come talk to me if they want a slow burn movie did, or movie. Did they? I can hook you up, my friend. Did they watch a completely different movie than me? Because, like, I mean, obviously, it's not like bam right in your face. Well, actually, no, it kind of is right from it the is. start. Like, it is very, very like. I mean, there's an hour and a half runtime, and it it really uses that hour and a half runtime. It doesn't. They must have skipped midsummer. Yeah, must have, because I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. But yeah, no, I mean, it is like a very brisk. I thought it was fast. Like, I, I, thought they, I thought there were times that they could have spent some more time, honestly. but Like, I, I would have loved to have seen more of the um, the the man who got blamed to be Candyman. Like, I would have loved yeah. to have seen, like, like a more of a build-up to him. But, uh, no, I mean, I, I think it was a very smart and even like risky choice making it a direct sequel to the original it was absolutely risky choice because when that happens you're either going to piss people off or you're going to nail it and i think she nailed it oh, in my opinion. oh absolutely like hands down i mean i was shocked when we have the discovery that hey anthony is the baby the mom is like yes we we knew that she was in this movie but i didn't realize why like she is trying to protect her son and like she knows what is happening to him basically yeah and that's kind of my thought too is because and again it goes back to like my this is a little bit more easier question than the deeper <laughs> what i was asking yeah if candyman was trying to kill him way way back as a baby was it because he was trying to break the cycle because he knew through whatever ghostly powers that years in the future he would get trapped and become the next Candyman. I mean, potentially, maybe. And see, and that's my question. That's why I'm trying to figure out, like, was he controlling that breeding green resident to like, trick him and manipulate him into transforming into the Candyman? That's what I'm saying. I, I don't understand. Because that guy is responsible for two iterations of Candyman. Uh, the laundromat owner. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that one was more of a mistake on his end. What I'm saying is, I, I, I know, but, like, Two instances, two times he yeah. created or he rebirthed the Candyman mythos. Yeah. The first time as a child, not acted. The second time that we know of for sure was on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's why I don't. There's like a lot of questions and they bother me because I want the answer to them. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't have any input on there. So, and I, okay. yeah. Uh, anything else for plot before we move on? No, I mean, again, I thought it was very brisk. Very, It was very tight. And yes. I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it, like, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it, too, like I said. But those are things that – those are, like, the – that's, like, the biggest questions that have, like, stuck with me since. Yeah. And, again, again I will be, I'll become more positive here going forward. Those two definitely bugged me. I gave it a seven. I gave it an eight. Cinematography. Uh, so before we get to the death scene, Let's just talk about everything else besides that. Okay. Beautiful colors. Absolutely. Not a lot of cutting, thank God. Uh, a lot of like focus on characters' facial reactions to situations, especially on Anthony's, uh, the main characters. I think they really allow him to kind of flourish and like react to what's going on around him. Yeah. Um, for only a second-time director, I think there's a lot of skill there. When I was reading a little bit about Nia DaCosta, one of her... Um, who she idolized in film school and growing up as a kid was um, Martin Scorsese. 
and I think you can kind of tell that with how she lets characters interact with each other and fill the room. Um, particularly that opening scene where the, the Anthony and Brianna are having dinner and they invited over her brother and his boyfriend. Yeah. How they just allow them to kind of occupy a space. We get to learn a little about the characters and how it just naturally flowed into how we're getting to Candyman. Yes. You know what I mean? I, I think that is very... And how it shoots the room and just the like the normal blocking and everything, I I really found that to be really, really, really profound. Yeah, um, I, I do actually, if you don't mind, I do want to mention, I, I really only have one con here, but it is a it. very, very big con. Okay. Um, at the end of this movie, there is flashing lights. Yeah. And they are brutal. Uh, I myself, I don't suffer from seizures or anything like that, but like, I had to cover my eyes and like squint a lot. Really? Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, it was. Really well, I know. Bad. I know it was a lot. It was definitely a lot, and that's what I was going to go into next. Is some of these kills are shot in like very unique ways, with bright colors. Oh, even ears, but even ears. but even before we get into that, I'm just talking like straight up. Just the flashing cop lights at the end is like. like Did you find the murder in the art house? No. To bother you too. Not, a, the, the not at all. Real. Not at all. Okay, okay. Yeah, so it, it was just like literally the end of the like the last five minutes, ten minutes of the movie. Yeah. I was kind of watching like with my eyes covered a little bit, trying to block some of the light. Okay. And okay. I, I just kind of want to put that out there in case, I mean, people do suffer from seizures, that that might be a, an issue because I know even on the Zombie Girls Discord, that was, like, a big thing that they were talking about, and... Oh, really? I didn't read any of yeah. what they said, uh, I was trying to keep my review pure in my own thoughts. Yeah, yeah, they, I mean... Dude, it was rough, but, uh, uh, I okay. mean, other than that, though, let's talk away, because that's the only thing, bad thing I have to say about it. No, 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 it's totally fine, and like I said, I was definitely going to talk about it, because that was... I thought it was pretty, but that was kind of going to be my plot about, like, the, the, the death scenes, is they were all unique... Is in their color palette, with the exception of the one in the bathroom, which we'll talk about. But like, I also really enjoyed like Candyman was only able to be seen through mirrors and reflections. Yeah. So like, like, it was just very interesting how she, how they used the camera to show him moving and like, kind of taking him out of the space. Even though he was like interacting with things, you always saw him through reflections. And in the art house murder, there were, there was like the, the color palette of like the dark reds and the film reel going. Um, when the art critic got murdered, like it zoomed out of the building, and all we could see was her like floating around and like getting hooked and stuff. Uh, we got the brutal scene was kind of foreshadowed in the trailer of the girls in the bathroom with the one girl looking at what was going on through the compact. Uh, that was very, very, very cool, and it led into the final sequence when the, when the cops once again kill an innocent black man for no reason, and we had the cop lights going on, and I think. Probably one of the reasons why she had those lights be as brutal as they were is because the conversation the cop was having with her in the car was oh it was rough it was uncomfortable and rough like yeah. I, I I like I, I get why that was the choice it was like I had an instant headache after that um, mm-hmm. I also want to say they don't focus on the deaths that much which is kind of a nice break from what we've been yeah. seeing. Like, obviously, they focus a lot, like, on some of the shots, uh, like the art director being all gutted open and everything. But, like, the girls in the bathroom, we barely see what happened there. 
there's a lot left to interpretation when it comes to the murders, yes. but they do not like there is some gore and there's some blood. Oh, stuff, absolutely. But the practical effects are amazing. And I am particularly talking about the makeup effects on Anthony as his body slowly just decays because of that bee sting. Yeah. Whereas arms starts looking like honeycomb and stuff. It, it is some oh, and then always practical effects. There's always got to be something with the fingernail, though. Ugh. Oh. <laughs> that stuff. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but overall, I think cinematography was very impressive. Yeah, me too. And uh, yeah, uh, I gave it an eight and a half. I gave it a seven and a half. Just those lights were very, very rough. And I know, I mean, I went and saw this with Michelle, and even she was the same. I mean, we both had to take an Advil when we got home, <laughs> which is never. Great. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> Audio. Uh, soundtrack is killer. We get a reprisal to the original theme tied yep. into kind of what Jordan Peele is kind of known for, bringing in 90, early 2000 pop music and like spinning in a little bit, um, which was cool. Justin played a little bit of that in the opening credits to this review. Uh, so that's on point. I think the acting across the board is fantastic. Oh. I really have nothing negative to say. Like, absolutely. I, I, I really do think that. Everybody nailed it. Like, everybody nailed it. Mateen is just so good. Like, I, I want to see him in everything. I loved him as Black Manta. I obviously loved him in Watchmen. He's fantastic in this. Honest to God, I just want him. I want to see him in more. Like, he is such a great actor, and I think I really, really, really enjoy him. And I have to be honest, like, even though this is all, I really have no cons here at all for this. To after we kind of heard the need to cost it left Tony Todd out of it, right? That was when this all started going on and that Jordan Peele reached out to try to mend the bridge. We didn't know what was going to happen, but we knew Tony Todd was going to have a role. Yes. We didn't know what it was going to be, but we knew that they had done something to try to mend the fence. So to see him at the very, he said he was in it earlier, but to officially 110% see him come back in this movie, and to hear his voice, and to reprise Candyman, and to not have it be fucking Candyman versus Leprechaun, my <laughs> god, you dumb bastards. And to have it in a movie that approached the topics and themes of the original Candyman very lightly touched on, but to do it in the right way, and to to show that he is still here, and his, he has the potential to be in more. I just love Tony Todd. Yeah, I, same. I really, 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 really do. And Honestly, it, it made me so happy. Like seeing Helen Lyle and Virginia Madsen back was great too. But I won't lie, I was I was smiling ear to ear, and I I fist bumped a little bit when he was standing there behind the chain fence. It, it made me very 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 happy because, especially with how the last two Candyman movies went, <laughs> it was yeah those last two. It was two just nice to yeah yeah it was just nice to get Tony Todd back into that original role and allow him to to flex his acting skills, even if it was briefly, but I'm hoping in the sequels we'll get more of him because my God, he's an amazing actor. I mean, I hope they don't do sequels, uh, but I, I do agree that, that, that moment, like uh, this whole, the whole movie. Oh, I th- oh, you think they're going to, there's going to be a sequel. Oh man. I, as long as they do it right. <laughs> well, I mean, just think about how we talk about a plot. Like it's, they literally set up a cyclical, like the cycle started again Yeah. with the, with the death of Anthony. So like, and like that's why he told her to like remember me or and like tell everybody, tell everybody. Thank you. Tell everybody. Like he's absolutely trying to come back. I I I think we will have a sequel, and I think it will be Tony Todd centric. 
Interesting. Okay. I mean, I'm okay with that because, yeah, I, 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 I love me some Tony Todd, so. Yeah. I gave uh, audio a nine. I also gave it a nine. So how scary. Okay. There were some very, very, very cool sequences in this movie. However, I would say the majority of the deaths were foreshadowed in that one original trailer that came out last year. Oh, I agree. I wish the trailer that they had put out instead, I'm not sure if you saw this one or not. I did. The, uh, was the puppets. The shadow yeah. puppets of like the crimes of the past and then tying in the Robotov murder. I wish it had just been that. Yeah, me too. Because that, that, that shadow puppet stuff was in the movie. So it would have tied in thematically. Uh, so because of that, the bathroom scene, um, we knew it was coming. The art house scene was definitely a tease before, too. A lot of it was... It's like, it's like my big problem when we reviewed Halloween 2018, right? Is like the coolest, most brutal scene was in that one trailer. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it sucks because obviously, like... They have to put out trailers like that. Um, and, it, I mean, it sucks because I, I do like watching trailers. It's like, as soon as they come out, I love watching them. Uh, and it, and it yeah. does ruin a lot of the really cool moments. But, I mean, they also need those moments in those trailers to, like, hype people up for it, right? Yeah. I don't know. I, I agree. No, it's hard. Yeah. I, I think it hurt the how scary score. I think it could have been scarier if we didn't know a lot of those things were going to be coming. because. I, I will say it was a good thing, and I've talked about this before. It's definitely something that I've given points for in the past. Is I like watching a main character break down in yeah. front of us, like kind of lose their sanity. I think that's really hard, especially for people who have struggled with like dealing with their own like emotional states or whatever. Like I know that's something I have dealt with. I've talked about and stuff. Like that is a scary thing. It's a it's a very real thing. So I, I do appreciate that. And again, I talk about it in cinematography. Um, the way that Anthony's actor holds that camera with a lot of his facial reactions and stuff is just really, really brilliant. But, like, I was more scared during Spiral than I was during this. Yeah, I, I, I think that's... Well, I don't know if I was or not. I don't think I was because, I mean, even though, like, the scene of the guy coming through the hole in the wall was shown in that trailer. That was creepy as fuck. Yeah. That was creepy as fuck. That was fucking creepy. Uh, seeing him kill his sister uh, from like when he was like trying to get into his sister's room was creepy as hell too. Like I, I definitely think there was a lot of things with There were some good ones. It is, I guess, I really want to <laughs> it's why I try best to not watch trailers anymore. Like Malignant, which is the new James Wan movie is coming out next weekend. No idea what it's about. But it's James Wan, and it's a horror movie, so I'm in. But you watched the Halloween movie. I guarantee they gave away the coolest stuff there, too. Dude, I know, but it was Michael. I have, I'm weak. I'm weak for Michael. I'm weak for Michael. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with all that. So, did I like it? Yes. But, again, stop putting the good shit in the trailers. Let us, let us just watch it with the movie. Uh, I gave it a 7, Justin. I gave it an eight and a half. I, I thought it did a really good job. Um, I 
I, I definitely think a lot of it was more, well, not a lot of it, but some of it was kind of more uh, too, like not too much in your face, but like so quickly in your face that you didn't have a chance to be scared. But I, I think they did a good job with it. I really did. This is the first time since the original Saw that we reviewed where you gave a movie a higher score than me. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so you must really like it. Uh, before we give the score away subgenre, are we in agreement that it's Ghost? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, oh I think the fact... Like, I was kind of on the edge of like Deform Man or Transform Man, but the fact that they tied it into the original Candyman of Robotah at the very, very, very end, and like that he was kind of the orchestrator behind it all, and you even said we saw him in the art house at the very first murder scene. It's a ghost possession. I don't, it's, I don't know. It could be like, oh man, I don't know, because I I, I think it, it could be ghosts. It could do, I need, be, do I need to put a dash? It could be religion even, like kind of like a witch. Am I putting a dash and putting yours in there, or would you put it in ghosts? This is your call. I'm going to say I, so I'm rereading the subgenre description. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to say religion. Okay. Yeah. All right. Review the scores for plot. I gave it a seven. Justin gave it an eight for cinematography. I gave it eight and a half. Justin gave it a seven and a half for audio. We both gave it nines. And for how scary, I gave it a seven. Justin gave it an eight and a half. That gives it a huge Johnny final score of an 81. That puts it towards the top. Good. It should be there. It falls between two films. Okay, okay. Right above it is The Shining with an 82. And right below it is The Crazies. Man, we watched that at a rough time in the world. I... Which also has an 81. Other <laughs> films with an 81 are The Crazies, The Exorcist, the original Halloween, Resident Evil 4, the video game, and Train to Busan. God, that sucks. So it's one. a very good company. I, I really need to watch that second Train of Song movie, but it looks like Fast and the Furious Zombies, so I, I'm not sure if I want to. Yeah, yes, I agree. <laughs> uh, okay, that's la- that's Song Candyman. Yeah. Um, if you have any thoughts on it, or if you want to send us your, your thoughts on it, or what we had to say about it, please send us an email. But if not, we're going to listen to a commercial from a member podcast of Kaleido- Kaleidoscope <laughs> Media Network and head on into the closing. Ghosts. Split souls. Monsters, sociopathic villains, cold-blooded murders, and nightmares becoming reality. Does this sound like horror to you? Actually, these are all things that can be found in the Harry Potter series. It can be scarier than you might think. I'm Katie. And I'm Audrey. And on our podcast, Wizard Studies, we talk about all these parts of the wizarding world and even some more lighthearted stuff. We can be found anywhere you listen to your podcasts and on Instagram and Facebook as Wizard Studies Podcast and Twitter as Wizard Studies. Now back to your regularly scheduled horror talk on Here's Johnny. So Justin, we were reviewing last week. We were talking about whether or not we were going to go to the theater and see this. Um, do you feel like it was a good decision to go do it? Uh, yes, but only because okay. I was... I just happened to uh, land on a weekend that I did not have uh, the kids here, so. All right, but you feel comfortable doing it? Um, enough. Comfortable enough. 
Well, good, because we're going back. <laughs> Wait, are we actually? We're going back here in about a month. Okay. A I th- month and a week. Holy shit, I thought you meant like next week. I was like, oh, fuck, what did I forget? <laughs> no, no, no. We're going back in a month for Halloween Kills. Very excited. Very, oh, very, when, very, I have very, to very excited. remember when that comes out. It comes out, sir, uh, 10-15. A week before my wedding. Uh, yeah. We'll talk about it. We'll, we'll figure it out. Okay. We, we, we already had a little bit of discussion about it. We'll talk about it off air. But next week, we're going back to Aliens. Very excited. I feel like it's been three weeks. Obviously, I was out because of Dante. We had Blasto, which was something... And then Candyman, even though we didn't agree on ghosts or religion, it was <laughs> definitely not aliens. We're getting back into the old alien film, uh, The Blob. Uh, it stars Steve McQueen. Uh, you know who Steve McQueen is? Sounds very familiar. I, I know. Yeah, I know he's like a big. <laughs> I know he's like a big fifties guy. So yes, yeah. uh, it's actually one of my wife's favorite old sci-fi horror movies, which is why it's included here. Um. I'm pumped. I'm excited to get back to it. So that is next week. Uh, our next game, which I'll probably start after the blobs, since how fast the original one took me is Dead Space 2. Oh, I just realized that's uh, three weeks away. Oh, fuck, I need to start that. <laughs> is, it a, is it longer than the first Dead Space? Uh, I think the long one, or the first one was, uh, no, it's shorter. By like three hours, apparently. Okay, then I'm not starting until after the blobs. Okay, that's fair. Like, that, that's a... Uh, yeah, yeah. Especially the first one went and it was super quick. Um, and I don't think there's any asteroid part, parts in it, so you're good. Thank God. <laughs> good. It's already going to get a higher score. Uh, but that's where we're at, guys. We want to say thank you to everybody for obviously being here and yes. hanging out with us and listening. Um, if you have any thoughts or questions or whatever, make sure you send us an email. But that's all I got. Justin, any last thoughts? No. That's all, right, all I guys. got. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> Perfect. Well, until next week. Stay scary. The Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry at Beaver LA. You can find Justin at Pickle Thing, and you can email the show at Here's Johnny Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Here's Johnny Podcast. As always, in the show notes, you can find links to the Discord and to the website. We are also on Instagram at Here's Johnny underscore podcast. Also in the show notes, we'll have a link to the Twitch and YouTube channels. And if you would like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Here's Johnny Podcast. Every cent goes into the show. And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. You guys helped make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We are looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent, it all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tiers. So head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later.